This is episode 105 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Why does Batman have a purse? And Steven Johnson. Now, once I used to make a joke that I'd be the first Tim Sykes Challenge student to lose a million dollars, and I'm and I'm and I'm on the way. Today, the guys check in with Liz Lele, the runner-up in our Steady Trade Paper Trading Challenge. Like our winner, DJ Dini, Liz has also made the move from paper trading to real trading, and she's having some success. She's going to talk about it today, especially this new thing that she calls her scuba diver play. What I see is when things hit the bottom, I call it my scuba diver play. It's when the scuba diver goes and he's... <laughs> He touches the sand, he finds coins, and then he goes up for some air. That he, That's just him grabbing the coins and going and giving them to me. <laughs> I love um, it. It's another good episode of Steady Trade. Right, guys? Welcome back to the Steady Trade podcast. We are back with Liz Lele. Uh, it's me, Jeevan Jobson, and Timothy Bourne. Uh, both just jumping back, seeing how our progress has been. And seeing how she's migrated from the world of paper trading uh, to the real world of uh, cash money trading. And you will enjoy a number of visual metaphors along the way. I don't know, I don't know if enjoy is the right term. Some, some of these metaphors are burnished in my brain and I'm trying to forget them at this point. But nevertheless, Liz does use interesting analogies, but they work. She, she manages to make them work at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed this episode. She, uh, you know, Liz is taking, you know, she's, she's three years into this and she admits that she didn't take it very seriously at the beginning. She says she didn't study that hard. She lost a bunch of money because she just kind of dipped her toe in and out. Then the paper trading competition made her get a little bit more serious. And then now she's migrated to small trading. So I think it's a, I think this will be a, applicable to a lot of you listeners. I think a lot of, a lot of people kind of take similar paths. You know, it's, it's that, Rocky Path type idea. So tune in, enjoy, and uh, we will be back for Timothy Bowen's spiritual awakening class, which I personally cannot wait to watch to see the bloody demon hacksaw wood slaying sauna building trader for a lifetime be broken down to tears by the one and only Kim and draw the curtains curtain. So Real quick before we hear from Liz, Stephen's making a reference to the uh, episode we did a few weeks ago with Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach. I'm actually Stephen did a coaching class with her. I'm doing mine this week, but we'll see. Be sure to like and subscribe to know what we had to say with Kim Ann Curtin. And next up is Liz. I will like and subscribe when you cry like a baby. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. Hey there, Steady Trade listeners. Now, we all know that Tim Bowen is the lead trainer for Stocks to Trade. But how many of you listeners actually use Stocks to Trade? Have any of you never even tried it at all? Well, if so, today you're in luck because Stocks to Trade is now offering a 14-day trial for only $7. Now, this means that for the price of a pretty good hamburger, you can spend two weeks of your time getting familiar with the platform to see if it's really as good as people say it is. And people say it's pretty good. My name is Luis from Los Angeles, California. I'm a brand new trader. I've been using the Stocks to Trade now for just a little over a year. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's definitely a program created for traders by traders. 
very fluid, highly intuitive. Um, it's got amazing pre-market scanners, and the best part is that you can even create your own screeners. Uh, so for a newbie like me, it's nice having those training wheels and also the opportunity to kind of learn on my own and grow from there. So if you're not a stocks to trade user, I highly recommend that you become one. But here's the best part. If you sign up for this 14-day trial, you'll also get access to Stocks to Trade University, the learning hub, where you can watch 14 videos with Tim Bowen walking you through each feature of the platform. So if you haven't tried Stocks to Trade, take advantage of this 14-day promo while you still can. Go to the website, stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. That's stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. All run together one word. Go take advantage of this promotion today. The data provided during the trial period is provided by NASDAQ Last Sale and does not offer OTC, BB, or Level 2. This promotion is for new users only. It's Batman. It's Batman. You know how Deanie had the Joker? I had to put up Batman. <laughs> What's so he got in his hand? What? Oh, it's a purse. It's a purse. Why does Batman have a purse? Because I'm a lady. I couldn't think of any. Like, I was like, is Catwoman good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> so it's Batman with a purse. <laughs> Fair enough. What does Batman keep in his purse? Lipstick. Um, so a calculator. Phone. <laughs> You, you guys can te- you guys can text each other. Oh, um, we can do. I kind of feel like Batman should have a fanny pack versus a purse. So fanny pack, yeah, I should endure a fanny pack. He's yeah, got right. some kind of belt thing. Well, yeah, I guess. Good point. So it's know. probably more of like a fashion accessory versus utilitarian. <laughs> Since he does have the utility belt, everything he has he needs is there. Right. But exactly. you know, I, I figure again the lipstick. So so is. <laughs> Is is Batman in your universe? In your DC universe, is Batman one of those kind of guys, or or Batman hashtag? Is <laughs> okay. I don't know. Fair enough. No, this. Is- I always thought that was more like Robin. So, but I, I, I would say, in in my in my universe, it's late and I've got to go to bed. So, okay. Welcome so back to the Steady Trade Podcast. As we mentioned before, we broke down Batman's purse. We are checking <laughs> back with Liz. The runner-up in season one of the Steady Trade Paper Trading Amalgamation. So, um, and keep what, in mind... What does amalgamation mean? Because I think you used that word out of Google, contact. Google Look it up. Why don't you, you, you tell us? Why don't you tell us? Because I think, so, I think you used anyway, it out of context. I'm keep in Google. mind, we are recording this in June of 2019. Um, soon... The registration for the Tim Sykes conference will go on sale. It is September 21st to 23rd. Our plan is to kind of repeat what we did last year and do auditions for next year's paper trading competition. So definitely check that out. Um, if you're unfamiliar, as I mentioned in the introduction, we've got Liz Lele back here with us. Um, she was one of the uh, participants last year. She was um, the finalist on Steven's team. Ultimately, <laughs> DJ Dini brought home the gold, the WWE belt, um, uh, and at the end of the day, he was the winner, but Liz was close behind. And much like DJ, Liz has transitioned into real trading now, and so we're going to kind of check in with her and, and see how she's doing. And then we've also got a couple of her successful trades and a couple charts to break down. So um, as always, if you're listening on iTunes, that's awesome. We'll do it as best we can, but if you hear us talking about specific points on the chart, 
remember, you can just jump over to the Steady Trade YouTube. And thank you, Tim Bowen, for saying my name correctly. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Well, I mean, Stephen's got that fake accent that British people <laughs> use to try and sound smarter than Americans. So he intentionally mispronounces words just <laughs> so that he can try to sound better than the people that kicked his ancestors out of this great land, sent them packing back across the ocean. And so he can use that fake accent to try and sound superior if he wants. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would say that I know how to pronounce the name of the guest because I, because I uh, know who my contestants are and who my team are. And I work with them closely <laughs> to a degree. Uh, not every coach can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, played, my friend. <laughs> but anyway, Liz, um, like a like a doctor. Not that I am a doctor, um, but like a doctor, every now and then I like to come back, have a little I check thought, up. I thought you called yourself a doctor. Doing. Oh, a doctor. Like a doctor of like I'm a I'm a bad doctor. Once I used to make a joke that I'd be the first Tim Sykes Challenge student to lose a million dollars, and and I'm and I'm and I'm on the way, <laughs> and I'm on the way. To that goal that I'm trying to achieve. Uh, it's, oh. it's not been going so bad for me. It's been going not so bad since I've been back. Uh, Liz, how's it been going for you? Oh. You know what? Um, ever since, so like ever since the contest ended, right? I was like, paper trading, I got to put you to the side. We got to get in with real money. And so yes. I've been playing with small position sizes and really trying to learn from every trade. And I've had yeah. some wins and I've had three wins in a row, which I've never had. And I was just like, wow, what's happening? You know, like I Sick. think that if you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, some of the noodles get hard and then other spaghetti starts going on top and then you learn stuff. So I've, I, the stuff in my brain is like working. I've heard many times, I've heard the, you know, throwing something at the wall to see it sticks, but I've never heard it quite break down like that. But no, yeah, I mean, well said, well said. The noodles will steal that or maybe I won't steal that. But That is the uh, weirdest, weirdest analogy I've ever, ha I've ever heard uh, in relation to things. Lit. I mean, I think what you're trying to say is if, if you just look in enough different areas, eventually you're going to find a few golden keys. You kind of, is that what you are trying to say in a jumbled up way? Well, what I'm trying to say is like... What are you I'm, trying to say, Liz? I'm trying to say like studying is one of the hardest things ever for me. The majority of the time I feel really dumb. Like I don't know what's going on. Like I watched two hours of the SEC filing DVD and afterwards I was just like, what just happened? You know, but by immersing myself in learning how to trade and watching videos and stuff, something stays in there. And so, it, it so what, what, building upon your spaghetti analogy, I saw a video, a viral video the other day where a guy used ramen noodles to fix, it, fix his bathroom sink. Yes. So I almost think that knowledge is turning into cement in your brain, thereby yes. solidifying much yes. like those ramen noodles that that guy sandblasted into his sink. So. Absolutely. Stuff just stays. Like, even if you think like, oh, I didn't get anything, you get something. And then ideas build yeah. upon each other. And then lo and behold, I have three wins in a row, you know? No, but Liz, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that your brain is full of cement because I don't think it is. <laughs> <It's so laughs> <spaghetti. laughs> but, 
But uh, what what you did say and what what I can liken to a tremendous amount is when do you have the feeling that sometimes you'll watch like two hours worth of stuff and then you'll think back, what did I learn? And you can't recall a single thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it happens to me all the time, and it's scary, right? It's scary. It's like, what did I just spend two hours on? And if I can't remember what I've just spent two hours on after five minutes, how the flipping hell am I going to remember it in two months? I you know. get that same thing, yeah. Totally. But you've got to have some sort of weird blind faith that somewhere along the line it's stored in some part of your brain, and it's you, you're going to recall it at an important time during live market action. Yeah. Well, you're going to make well, a I think, you know, you know, and I agree with what you guys are saying. And that's why, you know, I always, I, I talk about all the time, you know, looking at charts till your eyes bleed, you know, and, and people are like, well, what does that mean? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, a significant majority of what we're doing as day traders, you know, short-term day traders is pattern recognition. And I think that just like, I mean, if you're shooting, a thousand free throws a day, or you're in the batting cage hitting a thousand fastballs, you don't necessarily remember, you know, fastball number 750. But as you put those reps in, it builds. And when you're in that, you know, 931 AM spiker like Jagex, we're going to talk about that. I think that knowledge comes back to you. And, and I think that by putting in those reps, I, I get what you're saying. You might not remember, okay, what did I just do for two hours? But I think that's getting built in the back of your head. Yeah. Like I also, so I'm talking about my problems, right? I, when I'm studying, I have a hard time sitting still. I want to fidget. I'm like, oh, let me pause this. I need to do this, that, and the other thing. Like I try to somehow avoid studying, but in the back of my head, I'm like, Hey, you should be studying. You should be studying. Go sit down. You know, but then when I'm actually there and it's, it could be slow and boring. And I'm just like, Oh, I look at my phone. I play some stupid game. And then I'll look up at the chart and then I'll look back. Like it's so hard for me to concentrate, but I still keep coming back to it. And I keep trying. <laughs> are, you, are you like, a, are you a candy crush person? No, I'm more like a Sims person. I like strategy, long-term games. Bill. I used to like Farmville, yeah. Yeah. Big no, but I, ZNGA yeah. has been one of my favorite swing trade watches for quite some time. So. Yeah, no, but uh, Liz, I mean, we're, we're quite aligned, but I mean, where you play mobile games, uh, I tend to just drink alcohol until I'm obliterated. <laughs> um, I don't blame I mean, you. I don't blame no, you. It's so boring like, to study. Like, I like to drink alcohol while studying. Wow. Um, I never tried but, that and I won't, but that's crazy. Just, yeah, but, but no, it's, it's probably, it's not a terrible idea. It depends on what you drink. But what I would say is when, when studying gets really monotonous and when you get into the point where you just feel like I'm not really taking anything in, sometimes it's good to like focus on one niche and think, look, I'm just going to look at first green days and I'm just going to save these first green day patterns and then look at how the first green day patterns differentiate or look at how a stock up three days on its fourth day cracks in the afternoon and see how they differentiate and save them patterns. And then you're like making some key analytical findings. And then you can still do like the two hours, videos, random, see what crazy ideas come out of that. But I would narrow your studying down and then have this like holistic outside studying too. I definitely try that. Like I'll go from DVDs to all Gratani webinars to 
okay, I need some more fast moving stuff. I need video lessons and then I'll narrow it down to just dip by. So I try to mix it up to keep myself interested, but it is studying is hard. And I want people to know that like, it's not no, no, you, like I am permanently. Well, I, mean, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, our, our friend Tim Sykes, I mean, one of the reasons, you know, you, you read half of his tweets or watch half of his videos. He's screaming at people to study because he knows that the majority of the people, you know, don't put in the time. The majority of the people, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to sit there for three hours. You know, I, he always tells that story, you know, of ducks. They, on the profitly site, they thought ducks was some hacker because all he did was watch lessons, you know, 20 hours a day. And Roland Wolf was the same way. Now, those guys are extreme outliers probably because of their work ethics, but you know, Hey, there's a lot of in between, you know, it's like you don't, I mean, as much as we all want to make a million dollars a year trading, you can also be successful doing it a different way. And, you know, and, and taking that slower grinding type approach to the studying as well. You know, I mean, a lot of us can't do what Roland and, and ducks did, you know, 20 out. Roland tells that story of he, before he had kids, he'd sit there and drive around the house for four hours as he watched videos on his iPhone in his dash. And this is an important point too. I want to tell a story is that last summer I spent seven weeks at a school and it was an immersion program in Hebrew. They had like a, they're like very famous for languages, but we weren't allowed any English. So it's like your brain goes into this different mode where you just like pick stuff up for survival mode, I think. And that's where it really hit me. Like immersion is the best way to do it. I think that's why, you know, whether you want to say like discipline or, or, um, work ethic or whatever immersion is also a very key component and like your brain has to completely be immersed in stock trading. I have dreams of Tim Sykes. I have dreams of charts. You got to just like, I got to like walk around and listen to steady trade. I got to sit down and like watch my DVDs and whatever. Then I'm looking at the market. Then I'm going to a webinar, you know, like it's really good to just be in it at all times. I think that helps too. Can you, can you do me a favor? What? Can you say, although Stephen is a raging alcoholic, he is still a beautiful man in Hebrew? Whoa. You did seven weeks. You don't know any Hebrew? Can you say, like, I love Stephen in Hebrew? How about something simpler? I don't. I love Stephen. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You know what? I had a conversation with Mark, Mark Crook, at the the trading conference in Hebrew with his family, just so you could prove it. I, I believe you. I just, I just wanted to hear it. It's so. broken, but you know, it was better than ever before. So I want to jump back to, you know, before we got into, you know, the, the studying banter. Um, one thing I want to talk about, especially we had a recent episode with Sean Deckmar and Sean Deckmar went on and on about paper trading, which I greatly respect and trading small. So what I like, which, you know, we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. You mentioned, you know, you did the paper trading for, six months or however long it was. It was like a year. A was year, it a year? Okay, okay. And then the now, now you've migrated into real trading, but you're trading small. Yeah. That's what I love to hear. I mean, I, I mean, I know everybody wants the, you know, again, I joke about the making bank bro guys, but I love this slow and steady approach that you're taking. Hashtag steady trade. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now explain kind of like, What's the difference? You know, you know, because many people are paper trading. Many people are going to look to join the next paper trading competition. What's the kind of breakdown of the difference between paper trading 
and now trading small. So similarly to that Sean dude, it was like paper trading allowed me to get a handle of what are these patterns like, what do I think will happen, and then I'm watching it happen. It's like it's like the flight simulator, but you don't have to crash. Like I liked that example. Um, and yes, it's not the same as flying, but if you don't know how to fly at all, I don't recommend going into a plane with no experience. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it definitely gave me a good foundation. Like, because I, in the beginning, I was trading with no education and I didn't understand why I was losing and I was blaming myself a lot. You know, I was like, I'll never make it. Oh, it's me. You know, but it's like, I just didn't know what was happening for what reason. Was that that just like an impersonation of me? (laughs) It was me. It was my alter ego, the one that lives in my head. You have the the same voice that like that. That That was, it kind of sounded like Liz's version of of it. So. One that David Goggins doesn't have where he like crushed, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, so now I was like, I can't, I can't sit in the, in the, like, I, I gotta take the, tr- the, um, the training wheels off. I can't be in paper training forever. So I was like, what do people advise? Trade small. So I'm starting at a hundred shares and, you know, I'll get in and out and I'll be afraid the whole time in the beginning. Like That's- I was just, Scared out of my mind, you know, but what's your but, commission structures, Liz? What? What's your commission structure? What you're paying for commissions? So I'm on e trade. I'm going long. I think I'm paying $4.95 per trade. So at least That's $10 per trade. Kind of, so kind of sucks. Yeah. It kind of sucks. I mean, but it's okay. It's okay to lend. It's okay to lend, but don't look at your profit loss. At it, the way that I look at it is like it's, um, it's an arcade and I have to pay $10 to play per day, you know? That's how I have to look at it. Um, well, and you know, and, and and we're gonna look at some of these charts. You know, you know, percentage wise, you've done pretty well on some of these, and you know, and that's that's the the idea. You know, the idea behind this is you trade small, you get consistent, and then you just scale up, and then you know, hopefully, we're talking a year from now, and you know, a four ninety five on a trade is is a rounding error, you know, that that's the goal at some point, you know, now if you're trading for, you know, if you're making 30 bucks a trade, yeah, that commission is, it sucks. But I don't think it, you know, to me, as we talk through this process, you know, it's, you know, you're not going to double your account overnight trading a hundred shares anyway, you know, you're trying to learn the skills and get the reps in. So yeah, but, right. but it so, does, I mean, mm-hmm. at so the end of the day, I, it eats in for sure. So are, are you doing the reps, Liz? I am doing the reps. I'm on. Are you getting those reps in? What? Are you getting those reps in? I'm getting reps in. Not at the gym, <laughs> but in crazy, yeah. Yeah, I wish I, just I had. Want, I just want to make sure Tim's happy that you're getting the reps in. Yeah, he loves reps. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I had the discipline that I do with, that I'm giving myself to trading with like other things like managing food or going to the gym or. <laughs> yeah, these are hard things. You know, so I'm putting all my discipline into trading and I don't have much, you know, but it's there. Yeah, um, me too. We should, uh, we're like each other. I, we're like each other, no? Yeah, we both we're don't have discipline. We're, we're but, similar. I mean, and so, you know, we were talking about trading small. Um, one of the biggest things for me is setting a risk before I go into a trade. And then if it, if it fails, I'm getting out of there because I have perfect. no wiggle room. I am not there to play. I'm not playing with ego. I need to get in and get out if it's not working for me. I have, I don't have any problems cutting my losses. And that was the first lesson that I learned from Tim. And I really keep it close to my heart. 
It's very good. Lizzie, don't, you sound like you're saying all of the right things. So I just want to say, you can talk the talk, but vis-a-vis, are you walking the walk? How, how are you doing? Are you applying the rules that you're talking about right now? How have your trades been? How have you been performing? These are my stats. So Sweet. I've been, I've been track. I'm at, out of 12 trades. I have a 50% win rate and my, my, my biggest loss has been 27 cents per share. And my biggest win has been almost 80 cents. Beautiful. Nice. And I'm trying to size up like my last trade. I lost 10 cents a share. And it was, I had 300 shares. So I lost $30, but you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, size up. Are you, are you in profit, Liz? Are you in profit from those 12 trades? No, I think I'm at a $20 loss. I started with a thousand. Because of commissions. Because yeah, of I'm, commissions. I'm yeah, everything, I'm, I went forget from a thousand to like 980. No, forget I, the commissions. Without the commissions, are you in profit? Um, so I started at a thousand and I went up to, I went down to 920 and then I went up to 1080 and now I'm at 980. So factor into it, but I don't know. No, no, you're up, you're up because 12 trades, 12 trades in and out. That's $10 a trade in and out. 12 trades is $120. You're down $20 minus the $120. You're up a hundred bucks minus commissions. So you are trading profitably right now with a 50% win rate. Yeah. Uh, taking into account that you're cutting your losses and you're letting your runners win a bit more than you are than the losses that you cut. You are trading profitable. If you were a hedge fund with millions of dollars, you'd be up maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you'd be up, but you'd be up. <laughs> well, it's now, no, just, just, just yeah. for context real quick, Liz. I mean, a lot of the people listening may not have heard some of the past episodes. Give a, you know, super quick bio like when did you start you know obviously the paper trading competition was started in i don't know october november yeah, so, yeah, yeah you're right november but, but where did where did you like you mentioned you started out knowing nothing when 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 did when was the date that you knew nothing the date that i knew nothing roughly was it a year ago or oh like when did like, i what start was, yeah, yeah 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 sorry sorry and what was the series of the video that you launched on youtube cuz okay, this also okay. is Okay. Um, you know what? I, Steven gets so much credit. I can't tell <laughs> you enough. So I started, um, I think, yeah, please, everyone congratulate him. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> because happy Father's Day, Steven, because <laughs> you are my many children I don't know about. <laughs> because <laughs> I would have put a long I tell you what, normally, normally I agree or, or normally I would always push for a strong male role model in any young person's life. But <laughs> if those kids lucked out by not knowing their dad, Steven, they, they talk about getting lucky. Those illegitimate children might be the three most lucky children on the planet. I'm just going to say that uh, with my YouTube channel, and I'm back on, there's a new video up recently for people to check out. I feel like I'm the father of all of my subscribers. I feel like I'm the, I feel like I'm the godfather. <laughs> I am the godfather, but I, I don't do crimes. I just do trading and money and gambling and alcohol. <laughs> So, so basically, how long ago would you start, Liz? That, so that was I, the I started in 2006, I want to say November-ish. That's when I first started like buying DVDs and I was in penny stocking silver and I was like being a nanny and I didn't really understand. 2006 or 2016? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, 
Yeah, yeah. You, no. you, if you started in two, you'd predate me. No, 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 no. Yeah. 2016. I saw it in my head, the number, but then I don't know what came out. All right. So, um, you know, and I didn't understand that you had to like really, really commit to it. I think I was watching like one video lesson a day, if that, you know, and I was like, why don't I understand what's going on? So then I was, I was losing a lot of money, like maybe two grand or so. And I was like, Oh, this is the analogy that I came up with. It was kind of like stock trading was like this lawnmower and I was trying to figure out how to work. And I was like, I'll stick my hand in the bottom. And then when my hand came out bloody, I was like, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop and I'm going to read the manual because I got to stop the bleeding, you know? So I stopped. I started paper Wait, trading. Man, that, that analogy smokes the spaghetti analogy, by the way. So. <laughs> Thanks. So, um. You should just be a, you should be in just a, a permanent theosaurus. See, I'm, I'm, I'm like weird. You know the thing that you, you want to know what came to mind when you gave that analogy? What? To, to me? What? The visual that came to my mind? Your, your souped up lawnmower? No. <laughs> I did, but I did have visions of throwing Steven's ass in a wood chipper when you gave oh. that analogy. So maybe don't someday. That, maybe don't someday. Do that to my daddy. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking suicidal thoughts. I was thinking Liz. Get to the creative agency that I'm working for because you have a director role waiting for you. Because you, you, you I really, I could be like responsible for million dollar ideas. I and would I see like the potential some kind of creative. I'm creative and like artsy and weird, so that that makes sense for me. Bat- Same as Batman me. with a purse is very creative, yeah. artsy, and weird. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think we should just like Liz. If I could be with you for one day, I would just like. Get with both to dig a hole till we're dead far underground, and then just have a conversation. What would you say to me in in the mud? I'd say we're really deep down, so let's have a deep chat. (laughs) I'm I love deep. I like I'm a scuba diver emotionally. I will go as deep as you want to go. Oh wow! I have been through some tunnels. (laughs) I didn't. I've been through some tunnels, and I didn't know I was going to get out the other end of them underwater with limited oxygen. Take that for a metaphor. It's oh just the truth. We're like ostriches because we can't fly off the ground. We're just stuck. Oh, yeah. all right. Hey, finish your finish your bio, and then we can and then we can break down one of your best grades. So I've had enough of the shenanigans. Sorry. So um. So then, like the then I went to my first conference ever, right? And I had been paper trading, like, and I was making videos. My videos were called what the hell am I doing? An adventure in penny stocks. Cause that's how I felt. I was like, I don't know. What's I, like going I, I love Steven's like videos. So I'm that inspired me. I was like, I want to be transparent. I don't care what you think. Like help me, you know, look at like, you can start from the ground yes. up. You reach to the universe, reach to the universe. And if the universe thinks you deserve it, the world will serve it. Liz. Yes. <laughs> so, and you know what's funny too? At the last, the first conference that I went to, when I gave him my drink tickets, he was like, Liz, are you making videos? You should make videos again. Cause I had stopped and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to my metaphorical father and I'm going to start making videos again. <laughs> so after all of my trades, all these 12 trades that I made, they're all online. They're all transparent. Wins, losses, you can look at all of them. They're all on Profitly. I don't care. Look at them. You know, I have nothing to hide with them. Um, I, I don't, I don't have an ego in my losses. I'm just like, I'm trying to learn, you know, but so my bias. So then, so then there was the conference, right? So then, then there was, um, the penny stocking competition. And I felt like the competition was like a bunch of toddlers and then giant college aged, 
um, DJ Dini, you know, like he was set to win from the beginning. <laughs> so I came up with my strategy to win and it was like my one little like uh, toy. And then he snatched it from me and he bopped me on the head and then he won. That, that's how I feel. But, um, but that's okay because I will figure out regular trading, you know? Well, Liz, you can be the ultimate real winner in real life by going right, to the right, real life. Baseball, right? Yeah. And, and Ruma has it, DJ Denny can't control his losses. <laughs> just, just gonna put it out there. Ruma has it. I got in my purse. Discipline. Yep, so. And, and Ruma has it, you do know how to cut your losses. And Ruma has it, you've got a 50% win rate. He might have a 60% win rate, but his strategy works until it doesn't. And he's, yeah. he's gonna blow up because I've blew up just like him many times before. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see. And actually, on that note, um, again, we're, we're recording this in June. I believe the DJ Dini episode just aired. I, I, uh, you know, I was, I really appreciated DJ's, I guess, frankness, you would say. Candidness. When when we, when we talked about going for these rides, he's like, I do it every day. I, I kind of was impressed by how he, how open he was for the fact that he goes on the Steven Johnson short squeeze ride quite frequently. So yeah, but being, but being you, a short seller, I think is hard, you know, and especially like if you're not cutting losses, it's like, it's a hard mental game, I think. And I'm, I'm going to be long for so long because I'm starting from like the bottom, the bottom, you know, but, uh, did, did you see Tim, did you see me trade that I made? I made 160 bucks. It, it, it was Tim's favorite pun. Coda, baby. I loved it. So that was what I loved about that. How sick, how sick was that? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And, and actually we'll jump in to Liz's Jagex trade here, but yeah, Coda, I loved it because, you know, here's, here I am with my dumb fingers. Know, it, was, it was earnings winner. Um, they had, they had news. We had the Straits of Hormuz tanker bombing. These guys make underwater, uh, security, pro- uh, detection stuff. Stock spiked early, held VWAP and spiked into the close. It was beautiful, Stephen. It brought a tear to my eye. I almost, I appreciate it so much that I almost liked your tweet. Almost. But. Yeah, but I knew you wouldn't. But, but but you know what was for me? You just said a whole bunch of stuff that uh, I didn't research half of it. (laughs) Hey, that's fine. (laughs) But, 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 but you know what I did recognize that you've mentioned in the past? What? When it holds a certain level and it doesn't want to let it go, there's someone keeping that level there for whatever reason. And it, and if it's absorbing shorts, it's probably going to pop into the close and then it's probably going to spike the next day. So I was, I was just taking that and it had a good chart and it had a history of multi-day running and it had been on a bit of a downtrend. So different analysis, but ultimately the same thing. Good job, Steven. You can do it. Liz, so I just uh, want to impress you, but anyway, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump into Jagex. Um, this is a trade. So I'm going to share my screen and that way. Uh, Tim, what, Tim, why don't you uh, share your screen and then that way we're going to all see it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be amazing if you were as funny as you think you are. Dude, I'm funny. I've, I've been, I've, I've been making people laugh like a comedian. <laughs> why don't you go, why don't you go on the uh, yearly chart first so we're getting really okay. on no. that shit. That's what I've been teaching Liz and get those horrible, horrible, uh, Fibonacci retracements off. Fibonacci retracements off because they just they just confuse people and there's no actual technical analysis to them whether people believe it or not. 
That's fine. If you, you so can, the I'll, thing, I'll uh, the I'm just buzzing around. I'm just trying to wait until off. The way <laughs> the that I end up finding Stephen, Stephen, the day you, you, uh, <laughs> it's been two years of this podcast, and you have yet to get my goat. I, 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 I wish you luck. But you, uh, you I've, I've tried everything. I've tried not showing up. I've tried showing up drunk. I've tried winding you up when I'm on it. It's yep. been tough. It's been tough to to get you to snap. So, okay. so on screen again, if you're on <laughs> iTunes, you can head over to the Steady Trade YouTube and check this out. Otherwise, Liz and Stephen, I'm going to let you guys break this down. Tell me when you want the chart flipped, and I, I am at your beck and call. So when I sit down at the market at like eight, I really, I think I like morning spikes and I also like dip buys. Um, so what I look for is I, the first thing that I look for is a low float. That's a top percent gainer because I know that low floats can, can move pretty quickly. Then, wrong, I, yeah. then I select those and I look at their daily charts at the same time that I'm looking at their daily charts. I also keep in mind what the general market is doing. So the general market had this, this pattern or whatever, or hot sector, or whatever you want to call it of um, downtrending charts uh, bouncing off of news, which I called the bucket play because it made like a bucket shape. <laughs> and, um, did you just make that analogy up or did you get that on a DVD? No, now it's all me. The bucket play, you know. You're a teacher. Are, you, are, you, are you familiar with, with bucket head? Yeah. What is, bu- wait, what, bucket head? It's a, bucket. Is that a bucket head? <laughs> what is you, a bucket head? Oh, stop it. Stop no, it. No, no. Bucket head is maybe arguably the greatest guitar player of all time. He wears a mask and has a KFC chicken bucket. No, now you're just trying to piss us off. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got like, I've got like anyway, his rival trying to piss us off. Google, uh, uh, Buckethead and the Michael Jackson, uh, Smooth Criminal. So Google Buckethead, Smooth Criminal and prepare to have your mind blown. Okay, I'll do that later. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I'm also like in the chat room and I'm also attending webinars. And, you know, recently I was, um, I was trying to figure out like, um, how do you play, uh, something that's hot in the market while also knowing that a downtrending chart is bad? And Tim was like, it's a speculative play. So if it's a speculative play, I just cut my losses even quicker. Than I would have on a non-speculative play. Hold on, I need to Jagex is a, a bit of a mad one because you had the gap and then it kind of crapped out, but then like somehow it gapped again. I don't know if they released news the next day or something. Did they? Or well, this was a reverse. There was. It was a reverse split. So this is the standard. This is the standard recipe we're seeing now. They do the reverse split, then a couple days later they issue the PR. So yeah, okay. So classic, the classic reverse yeah. split play out of you know. Check out Roland Wolf's DVD. He goes over an extreme. Ah, uh, yeah. He was talking about this a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you play it. So the reverse split it. It gave back some of the shares. Then they put a PR out. It gapped up. Um. So why don't we go on the entry and just see exactly where your entry and exit points works? I'd be interested to know how you played this. But there is a strategy behind this, and it's and it's what people what what a lot of profitable traders follow. So let me just set up real quick because it might be hard to see on YouTube. This we're we're going to be focused on the middle of the screen here. That's the eleventh. That's the day of of Liz's trade. So two days before was the reverse split. If you're not familiar yeah. with reverse splits, Google it. There's a great Investopedia article. But a lot of these stocks. 
they've reduced the amount of shares to get the stock price up so that they don't get delisted from the NASDAQ. Now, the trend, and I mentioned in the Roland Wolf DVD, a lot of these companies, they do that reverse split, then they issue the PR to really spike the stock even further. So you can see on the 7th was the day of the reverse split. So the stock was not up a thousand percent. Remember, it was like 120 for one reverse split. So the stock is the same price. It's just less shares. Then you've got a day of nothing. Then the 10th, a day of nothing. Then on the 11th was the day of the PR and, and Liz's trade. So go ahead, Liz. Um, so something that I've been seeing in a lot of video lessons that I've noted with my creative brain is like the point that the stock starts out at, if it goes like on one of these stair stepper things, it never goes to the bottom and the bottom is usually aligned with the pre-market low. Um, and you know, if you wait for the pre-market high to be like your breakout level, whatever, but I, I feel really comfortable. Um, like, you know, in volleyball, they'll like spike it and you'll be like, I got it. I got it. I got it. So like, I'm like a bottom catcher. I wait until I set my pre-market risk as the very bottom risk or like something like that, you know, like there was a beautiful move right in the middle off of the pre-market low, you know, and you just could take the meat of that move. But mine was in those two little green spikes, I think. You know, you have the first big green one. I waited for a pullback. So and you then traded this in pre-market then? No, 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 not pre market. The, the, okay. the very big one during yep. the market, the very big green one. Got and it, then got it. Okay. red, you know, and then I saw that if you, if you go in there, like keep, you see that, that red candle in the center? Let me, no, uh, five let me, go, let me get a one minute because okay. you're dialed in here. So let me get one minute. No, go back to five minute. Go what back to five minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was trying to please you, Liz. I should know better. <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm so vocal in like how how I like to be pleased. It's very easy. So if you listen, so like you see, um, <laughs> so the opening candle. You know, if you're not familiar with charting, you can see we've got kind of this big what I would call a, a in essence a doji candle. So there's that big wick. It rips right out of the gate and then pulls back hard. So go ahead. Okay. So uh, we on, you, you you trade fives or ones though? Are you trading on fives? I like fives. Yeah. I like fives okay. and I might use a one for an entry. I like fives because I'm looking for a candle with a lower high. So if you count six candles in, you'll see that one of the green candles is higher than that red candle. And that will be my indicator to get in there. Yeah. I mean, two, two, two things to yeah. analyze now. Um, for me, it's up from the sevens to the thirteens, which is fine. But that wick, that that five minute wick, and from nine thirty or nine thirty five, that's enough for me to say, nah, too many shorts trying to pound it down. It's like that's got warrior trading all over it, buying the open and selling two minutes later. For me, I'm surprised it even got up to the sixteens. But it's a low flow, so anything can happen there. But Tim, what do you think? Um, so what time of day, roughly, Liz? Did you enter then? So yeah, right, I think it was. I think it's that green candle right after that red candle. Nope. Okay. The other, so the other 10 a.m. Okay. No, you're going the wrong way. Go the other okay. way. Yeah. Ah, right there. Okay. Okay. I think so, that was my little move. Okay. So again, you've but, you've got a little. You've you've got a few minutes of consolidation. I got it, in at I got in at thirteen forty five, and I got out at fourteen twenty five. Jeez, beautiful. <laughs> um. Almost and then what hour. was your risk? Mm-hmm. You know, what would you have done? My risk did... was, my risk was probably that red candle. 
Okay, so the lower end probably. Yeah. So, and okay. you see, do you see how it sits right on top of that red candle? Mm-hmm. So that that's something that I'll do. I'll risk off of candles, or if it's closer to pre-market low, I'll risk that. Or if it's closer to pre-market high, you know, like I I look at candles and try to match them up. I'm very like into that. That's that's totally my thing. No, I like, and again, you know, it's been, you've got, you've got, uh, so you've got, as, as Steven mentioned, I mean, a lot of these newsletters and chat rooms will chase the big move of the day right out of the open. So you avoided that mess, you know, something I teach all new traders. I'm like, I beg them to wait till 9045 or later on these big movers. So then you've got those, I mean, look at that one, you've got a huge green wick, then you've got a huge red wick, then it powers back through again, but then it pulls back. On that high, kind of that high in that 1330 level, bounces off of it, and then you took, you know, the, what you thought could bounce. And, you know, being a low float with a lot of volume, you never know. Sometimes these things push through the high a day again. I mean, we get on these low float reverse splitters, lots of times you get that early move, that midday move, and then that late move. So um, I like your entry, and you know, obviously it paid. You made 80 cents a share or whatever. Another entry. Now, I will say this, not necessarily um, a setup I would look to trade, but I mean, there's a million ways to skin a cat. Um, After that big move and then that big yank, I probably would have, and you know, I'm the conservative 60 year old man, I probably would have waited more for you know, hour, two hour of consolidation and then grinding higher, but you hit it and you made 80 cents a share. I mean, I like it. So thank you. Uh, but uh, can I, can I just, yeah. Sorry. I just say like, uh, uh, this reminds me a little bit. I mean, it's not the same, but it's the same intraday chart as CTRV. I was looking at CTRV today as well. Mm-hmm. And that was like this kind of gap. It's up a lot already. It's up a lot pre-market. Um, and then it didn't really spike at the open, but it's a low float. It washes out in the morning. Like, very actually, well, I mean, very similar chart if you saw. I mean, uh, yeah. And then it, it, just it washes out in the morning, and you're like, oh, it's a low float. It's got some volume. It's one of the top percentages. And I'm just I'm making the comparison between CTRV and your trade today because I, I see a lot of people trying to dip by these low floaters, thinking it's got mm-hmm. volume, it's got a good chart. I'm going to dip by this low float. Like, oh, it's bouncing. It's making a higher low. Like, I mean, as much as you shouldn't short them, like you kind of shouldn't buy them either. <laughs> well, not you know that that's that's you know <laughs> not at that point. Strength, you know, you try dip buying some low floater up two hundred percent. Good luck. Do you yeah, see like, that, that um, red candle like all well. the way near the twelve dollar level, like all the the bottom of that dip, that last big red candle? You right. see, from that point, it just keeps trending higher until almost fourteen. That is my meat of the move. That's what I like. Say it again. She's she's looking at this, basically this consolidation area here. Low or high. Then she sees these three green, you know, three green candles, all with higher highs and higher lows. So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a, if that's a long, that's a, um, for me, that's a, what do you call it? It's a scalp. It's a scalp. Your shorts are covering and you're scalping the covers to, to take a few cents going long when people are buying to go short. But ultimately, I think you've got to be careful there that shorts are going to slam that bounce because it's already in a, bou- a downward bouncing ball downtrend and it's already failed and the volume's fading. So for me, for me, it's 
I mean, look, Liz, you're probably more profitable than I am. I'm just more experienced. But for me, that would be a definite no. And, and I'd say that with confidence. I'd say that's ah, not a trade for me. Like, it's not a long. And again, same with me. You know, um, I, as much as it pains me to agree with you, Stephen, um, as much as I love low floaters and, and, and these uh, setups, I, yeah, I mean, for me, midday, at, you know, just barely slowly trending up, not a trade I would look to make, but there's a, you know, there's a million different techniques out there. So, no, but that's the thing. Most trades are not trades. Eh? And this is what Tim Sykes says all the time. And the challenge is like, there's no trades. There's no trades today. Most trades are not trades. Uh, but so many people try and just find a trade for the sake of trading and try and analyze something to stop themselves being bored. And, uh, you end up with a, you end up in a deep hole that you didn't expect to be in, or you end up just, forcing something and then neither are good when you when you see a great trade you'll know it and that's what he always says and it's true but they don't come on they don't come on that often unless like ducks and roland you study 20 hours a day and you then then you start seeing all of these different niches i think i also like that move in the center of jagex from the 10s to the 13s i think that's just what i like right. i don't know how to describe what i like but that's what i like yeah, for me as well, there's no VWAP on there, but that looks like it's a VWAP reject, and then it's it's VWAP rejecting back down. You throw the VWAP on. Nope, yep, nope. And, and again, that for me is a good short. It's a good short risking off VWAP. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a past, so yeah. But but yeah, I mean, yeah. and again, Roughly, you know. Yeah. 12s, it's, it's touching VWAP. It's bouncing off. A lot of, lot, of, lot of shorts will be like, oh, I don't know what to risk off. Oh, I can risk off VWAP. It's already failing. It's probably going to fade in the afternoon. So it's a, that's a good VWAP short that uh, I see people going for. But you know how like everything um, or like, you know how stocks go up, they have a pullback. Like what I see is when things hit the bottom, I call it my scuba diver play. It's when the scuba diver goes and he touches, <laughs> the, sand. He touches the sand, he finds coins and then he goes up for some air that he, that's just him get, grabbing the coins and going and giving them to me. <laughs> I love um, it. If it works, it works. If it works, it works. That's a scuba diver play. Exactly. So, Liz. (laughs) What? With that, I think the greatest analogy of the day, the scuba hired diver scooping up the coins and giving them to you. It's kind of like it's it's SeaWorld when that that lady, like, dives in the tank and comes back up. But anyway, what I would like to do is, is thank you, Liz, first of all. What is – I got a question for you to wrap up. You know, what is your – um, as you migrate from paper trader to real trader now, what is kind of your biggest takeaway? Do you, I mean, do you believe in paper trading? Do you think it's useful? Do you agree with this kind of this process you went through or would you do it differently? I mean, just kind of looking for what your thoughts are here, you know, as we're almost, I mean, we're coming up on almost a year into this kind of idea. Um, if I could do it differently, I think maybe I would have started with the challenge and just studied nonstop and tried to save and then, you know, started trading instead of just, you know, giving like the lawnmower example and just not knowing what I'm doing and then getting burned and then having to come back psychologically from all those losses. But paper trading, I think, is great for anyone that has no idea what they're doing. And it's uh, it's that flight simulator. And although you're not getting the emotional aspect of it because you're not like sweating like let me tell you this one story one time i was trading from my phone 
without real-time data on a $20 stock while I was at the park, while a, a kid that I was watching was sleeping, everything started spinning. Like just don't trade unless you know what's, what's going on. Um, definitely paper trade. If you're a beginner, definitely take your time. Hey Liz, you know, I got a couple kids. You want to watch my kids for me? <laughs> no, no, no more babysitting, please. Um, but your kids are big anyway. But um, what, else, what else do I want to say? Um, check out uh, 50 Minutes to Save the World. Get some Karmagawa gear and put your head down and keep studying. And, um, you know, that's all I can say. That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Remember, remember what whatever's in Batman's purse, you know, just keep it, keep it in there. But I don't know. I hope my scuba diver plays are good. And if they're not, then I'm just going to cut them um, and I'm going to continue to try. And also check out Mark Douglas's um, Trade Like a Professional series because it really helped me take away the emotion. This was another analogy that I wanted to talk about. Is, it, is this a, I, I know it's, Mark Douglas. Is this like a video series or, or what is four, it? It's a four-part series on YouTube of um, oh, where you can go watch the summary too. But when I was trading, I felt like I had, uh, you know, I had my emotions and I had my brain as two people in the outfield of a baseball game and the ball is coming to us. And I'm like, I'm going to get it. No, I'm going to get it. And then they just, you know, and then nobody gets it. So, so what I learned through the Mark Douglas series is that you have to look at trading and your trades as a series of probabilities, you know, like out of a hundred trades, let's say you do 70 correct, you're at 70% profitable, but you don't want to look at every single one and be like, Oh, I'm an idiot because I messed up on this and that. No, you're going to learn from it, but you know, you want to look at your stuff as a whole. So out of my 12 trades, I have 50% profitability and I am cutting my losses quicker than I am my wins. So I feel good. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good end. That's a good summary. And as long as you stay on this track, then uh, and the only thing that I got out of that is is think of it like a casino. Um, yeah, the house, and the house wins as long as you stick to the percentages. And one more thing too is that I was thinking, how long would it take me to be a millionaire? So if I made four thousand dollars a month, it would take me <laughs> twenty twenty years, and I'm willing to dedicate myself to that. But, you know, that's kind of like an overwhelming thought. So, and then I was like, well, if I could just make $200 a day, you know, after 20 days, that's 4,000. Like it would change my life completely to make $200 a day. You know, like you don't have to be like 10,000 a day, like $200 a day while sitting at home for an hour in New York City is insane. You know, that's insane. So yeah, I'm I think, just you know, to that's, a, that's a great point. I think, you know, something I talk about all the time is people have so such unrealistic expectations, you know, as much as I love the Duxes and the Roland Wolfs and the Gratanis, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to do that. I mean, I mean, maybe one listener to steady trade is going to do that, but that doesn't mean that you can't supplement your income. It doesn't mean that you can't pay for vacations. It doesn't mean you can't pay down debt. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't have some side money, you know, to, to do whatever you want to do with. So have those realistic expectations. And I think that, you know, if anything, if you're like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year, it's just, it just puts too much pressure on you. And it, you know, you're already, you know, uh, uh, you're already facing an uphill challenge. Having unrealistic goals just makes it worse. So 
And another way to um, to supplement your income is like finding trash or like old books, sell stuff on eBay, sell your old clothes, you know, and get that money and put it into your trading if you can. Definitely. I think look, look in bins, um, find, find what you can find. And, uh, those, those pennies tend to pounds. Those those penny those those senses tend to dollars, and those dollars tend to commissions. <laughs> so yeah. for sure, I agree. Look at that. I think bin. every I think every tank top that Stephen has wore on the Steady Trade podcast came out of a dumpster. That was <laughs> <laughs> or Stephen got out of the dumpster before we recorded the podcast. That's about I'm not sure which. So I don't I don't even have an advertising job. I just made it up and I hire this office. So you think I'm important? <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks again liz you know we'll definitely check back in with you and as always be sure to subscribe to us on youtube and itunes and keep an eye out if you're listening to this episode i'm guessing you know roughly when this will be released it'll probably be a month or so until the uh tim sykes conference in orlando and we will the plan is unless something happens we'll be taking auditions for the second annual steady trade paper trading competition. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Hi, this is Nathan from San Jose, California. And I like to drive into work while listening to Steven and Tim on the steady trade podcast until I fired my boss and made myself my own. You too can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com and make steady trading a real time gig. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five star rating, write a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in the Silicon Valley. See you next time.